another episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody. So that so glad that you could uh, join me today. Let me just ask you one thing before I get started. <clears throat> Would you hit that share button and get this message out? Would you hit that thumbs up button and help get this uh, recommended to other viewers as well? And comment as much as you like. Let me know who's uh, watching, where you're going to be, where you're watching from. I'll give you a good shout out. Uh, but today is going to be, uh, we're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about faith in relation to Jesus Christ. Why? Because the scriptures tell us that Jesus asks the hard question, which we ourselves need to ask ourselves in turn. Hope that didn't confuse you too much. But the question being is when the son of man returns, when Jesus, God in the flesh returns, Will he find faith in the earth? But I want you to personalize it. I want you to think about it. If Jesus Christ were to return today, not saying he is, not saying when he will return, mind you, but I'm saying when, if he were to return today, would he find faith in you? And you may say, well, brother, of course he will. And I said, and I, then, of course, I would turn around and ask you the question, why? Well, why do you think that Jesus would find faith in you if he were to return right now now you may give me answers like well i have enough faith man I, i'm believing i'm believing for healing okay well then i would question you does god always heal 100 percent of the time does he always heal the obvious answer is no he doesn't always heal why he doesn't always heal well he's god and that's his choice but he does not always heal how do I know that? There are people who have had tremendous faith who have died of sicknesses, who have died of COVID, for instance. So you may say, well, brother, I have enough faith. No. And then you may list maybe other things. I have enough faith for this. And I have enough faith for that. In other words, you have enough faith for things that you will see come to pass. But I'm going to tell you today, that's not true faith. That That is not the evidence of faith. See, we often... In, in our prosperity gospel heavy uh, society here in America, where we think faith is somehow, you know, the means to get rich or the means to make our, make our lives comfortable. I tell you that that's not at all. In fact, I'll tell you that our faith is not determined upon what we see or don't see. In fact, I believe that it's according to the scriptures. That our faith is completely dependent upon what we don't see and what we hope for. Why? Because that's what the Bible tells me in Hebrews chapter 11. In the very beginning of it, it tells us something radical like faith is a substance of things not seen. You see, it's easy to have faith when things are going our way. The money's flowing in. Maybe we have a blessed job. Whatever. The car's working fine. You know, something. Good health. But what about when we don't see the results? What about if we don't ever know that we will see the results in our lifetime? What if? Will you have faith then? Or is your faith fickle? Or is your faith dependent upon 
what happens and what doesn't happen. In other words, is it situational dependent faith? Because that's not true faith. True faith is in Jesus. True faith, true faith will lead us to Jesus and keep us in Jesus and lead us closer to Jesus regardless of what happens to us. How do I know that? Scripture tells me so. Listen to this in uh, Luke 18, right? This is this is a scripture verse where Jesus says that radical saying, right? When the Son of Man comes, will on the earth? So it's a question, right? And, and but prior to that, it says here, and shall not God avenge His own elect, and be patient with them who cry day and night to Him? That, my friends, that perfectly. And succinctly and simply, if I may say so, tells us what true faith looks like. That we cry out to Jesus day and night. We cry out to him day and night. Day and we don't stop crying out. In other words, how we cry out, when we cry out, doesn't depend on anything else other than it's Jesus. Why? Because we're so in love with with the character of Jesus. We're so in love with Jesus. And we will not stop crying out to him. We don't give up. Oh, it doesn't happen. Oh, I'm just going to give up. Oh, man. My life just didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to be. I don't know. Some of you may think, man, by this time, I thought I was going to be married. And I'm still single. No kids. Whatever it may be. Man, I thought I was doing all the right things. And now here I am struggling to make ends meet every month. See, those are, our, those are all external things that we can see. But faith goes beyond that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose to you that faith, that faith goes beyond the now. And that true faith looks to eternity because we look to the one who is eternal. Jesus We look to him But you see in, in our American society especially we're, we're looking At external things that we can see right now That will frankly Not last Very long at all A very 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 short period of time in fact And we look to these things And, and we get Well And then we try to come up with excuses well, something just happened to this brother. Well, he just didn't have enough faith. He didn't get healed because he just didn't have enough faith. Or, you know, you're not having money because you just don't have enough faith. All the while, usually the person saying that kind of thing, you know, up there on the stage, is usually the person who already has a lot of money, but they suddenly forget the time that they didn't and the hard work they had to put in to get it. I would say the hard work of swindling, by the way, to get it. But books written, things like that, right? All, all external things. They're just no, you, no, they didn't have enough faith to get it. They swindled people out of their money to get it. Oh, if you just have enough faith, so so a seed, and God will bless you back. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell that. It just says to give, right? But we put on these. These things, these 
we 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 have conflated in fact i'm just going to say it fear and faith we we've said oh we've done that we flip-flopped them why because we give out of fear oh if i don't have enough faith i'm not gonna get well no if i i, I the sickness came upon me because i feared no the sickness came upon us because we live in a broken and sinful world and there's zero relation to our faith level by the way we get sick many times because of our own fault. It had nothing to do with fear. We, we get sick because we, we get fat. We eat fast food all the time. And now we're, frankly, you know, our own worst enemies in that case. It has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with a faith level. Right? No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it does. I'll tell you, true faith, we will cry out to God. We do everything Christ-centered. We don't do anything that we do without Christ being a part of it. Everything that we do should be Christ-centered. Christ-centered isn't about taking up our cross and following after Jesus. Right, we cry out to him day and night. We, we see something happening, and we cry out to Jesus about it. Right, a loved one gets sick. And we cry out to Jesus about it. At least in in, in the hopes that they will, when, when if they don't get healed, at least they have Jesus. And if they don't, we pray for them. We pray for their very salvation. We we see things happening around us, and and I've and I've seen it many times. Oh, I'm just so sick of this world. I can't wait to get out of it. No, that's not faith. That's not faith at all. Faith is coming before Jesus, crying out to him day and night over these things because you're grieved. Because what grieves the heart of Jesus now grieves your heart. And therefore, you're crying out for these things. You're crying out for the compromised church. You're crying out against the sin in the church. You're crying out, in fact, I would say more against the sin in the church than you are in the sin in America because you know that until the sin gets out of the church, the sin is not going to get out of America. You, you cry out for these things that break your heart. You, you cry out for the compromise. You cry out because of the, the permission that we've given to just slap the label Christian on anything and everything just because we don't want to offend anybody. But you cry out to Jesus. You cry out to Jesus to make you a strong pillar. You cry out to Jesus to be uncompromising, to at least lead. You cry out to him because... You know what? Whether or not somebody is listening, they're going to do it anyways. Your faith will propel you to new levels of obedience. Obedience that isn't dependent upon the fickle nature of humankind. Because we can never please humankind, ever. We'll never be able to do it. That, 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 is, that is definitely part of the definition of insanity. What's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting different results, right? As I believe that's uh, a quote by Albert Einstein. Right? What, what do I mean? I mean, we, we try to please these people over here. They like it. But we do the same thing with these people over there. They don't like it. So now we got to switch. Now try to please those people. Like, but those people over there aren't going to like it. See what I mean? It's insanity. It's insanity. But there is one... We never have to worry about 
pleasing in that way because Jesus doesn't change. We know his standards. His standards are the same forevermore. The standards yesterday are the very exact same standards today. And they'll be the exact same standards tomorrow and forevermore because he doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't flip-flop on issues. Well, today, man, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't do that. And then tomorrow he's like, oh, God is not a man that he should lie. And our faith should always be looking to Jesus. Our faith should never be in a man, ever. Is there a hall of faith on what man, man did? Yes, but they are examples of faith. They're not examples of looking to a man. The hall of faith, we say, that's in uh, Hebrews 11. They are a list of what people will accomplish in faith. But the faith only has one source. It's not you, it's not me, it's not anybody else. God alone. Because the Bible tells us that God is the one who gives each person a measure of faith. Not anybody else. We have to stop looking to man as a source. Start looking to Jesus. Start crying out to him. Start looking to him as your as your only hope and as your only source of salvation. Look to him and look to him alone. You know, we really honestly need to stop doing this um, external thing with faith. We need to realize that faith means we're not going to compromise. It's going to hurt. People are going to reject us. But guess what? Jesus didn't say they're rejecting you, by the way. He said they hate you because they first hated him. You know, when, when God commissioned Ezekiel to go forth and speak his word, he told Ezekiel, I want you to speak it. Oh, by the way, but when you do, they're not going to listen. But oh, by the way, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. That's what God said to Ezekiel. So I'm looking here at uh, at Hebrews 11, and I'm looking down because I was reading this uh, not too long before this, and I'm looking about Moses. Right, I love this. Right, I love this. So it says here in verse 24. So Hebrews 11:24 says, "By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter." Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a time. But boy, he esteemed the reproach of Christ. Amazing. Christ is mentioned there. Why? Because Christ showed up. It's a Christophany. A theophany. In other words, Jesus in the Old Testament. That's right. Moses. Oh, oh, Mo. Man, Jesus. He esteemed the reproach of Christ as greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. What are you looking for? Are you looking for a reward that you can that can be met with now? Right? Are you looking toward the greater riches, the greater treasures of Egypt, of your Egypt, of the Egypt we walk in now, we live in now, right? A society that 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 puts all these things to say whether or not a person is, is successful when many times those same successful people by the world standards are miserable people day in and day out. So what are you looking for? What is your faith towards? Is it toward Christ? Toward the reproach of Christ? Or is it, or is it toward the riches of Egypt? Which one? What, what do you hold in higher standard? Because that's what we've gotten to now. 
And I'm telling you with all the surety that if Christ were to return right now, he would not find faith in the earth. He would find pockets here, pockets there, but he would not find faith in the earth. And of course, you may say to me, brother, but you know, in, in the last days, right in those days, right before the return of Christ, there's going to be a great apostasy. There'll be more, more unbelievers and there will be believers, obviously, yes. However, but those leftover believers should be so on fire for Jesus, they're immovable. So on fire that they don't stop crying out to Jesus. Day and night, they cry out to Jesus, the one, their first love. So the leftover believers, the church, should not, in, in that day, whenever that day comes, should not look like it looks now. It should like it should look like people who faith are is not situational dependent. That's what it should be looking like. Because right now, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it doesn't look like that. I'm telling you what it, what it looks like, because that's what it is. Right when when we look to wealth as some sort of standard of a person's faith. Now I'll tell you what, because it talks about persecution too. Let me see what else does it say. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. He endured. Oh, there's that word again. He endured by looking to him who is invisible. So Moses' life was not comfortable. In fact, his life was never comfortable. His life was comfortable while he remained in Egypt, but it was sin, right? Why? Because why? I just read that to you where it says, uh, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God rather to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a time. Faith, faith, my friends, leads you away from sin. It will lead you into afflictions, but it will lead you through afflictions. It will allow you to endure. That's what true faith does. True faith allows us to endure even the most harshest things, the most harshest afflictions. Faith will allow us to do that because we're looking toward the eternal one, Jesus Christ. So it says, right, he, he chose he, chose, he didn't fear the wrath of the king. Now, mind you, we're talking about the king of Egypt, right? Pharaoh. A Pharaoh. He he didn't fear it. Now, the wrath of the king, boy, that, that king could have decided to hunt him down. But he said he endured by looking to him who was invisible. That's what faith does. Allows us day and night to look to Jesus regardless. Amen. And it goes on by faith, by faith, by faith. Right? By faith, by faith, by faith. It talks about. Where is your faith? Does your faith look anything like that? In any way, shape, or form? In other words, are you ready to endure persecution? Right now. Right now. I'm Right now. Okay, we'll, we'll go crazy here. We'll, we'll Because it's happening in, to our brothers and sisters up in Canada. So if if the police were to knock on your door right now, right, and, and you know what, let's let's not, let's hone in on. Now nah, we'll just keep like it. All right, the police were to show up at, at your door right now, right? Say, hey, Mister or Mister So and So, we're here to bring you in. Right, you're in violation of the law. 
I, I need you to stop speaking out against homosexuality. I, I need you to stop speaking against transgenders. Right? I, I need you to perf I need you to you know you're guilty because you don't refer to them in their preferred pronouns. You're guilty. And this is all reality happening in the world around us right now, by the way. Whatever. And they said, we're going to take you to jail right now. Right? Well, but, but what if, now, I don't, you know, this isn't happening, but but what if they said, but, oh, by the way. Okay, so you get arrested, actually. No, let's, let's, let's go with this scenario. So, so you go down to the police station now, right? You're sitting there in the room as they're about to question you. However, a representative from the district attorney's office comes in. Says, you know, we're going to offer you a deal. Here's the deal. You're going to be tried and you're going to go to prison for a while. Unless you renounce Jesus. Unless you agree to preach only what we tell you that you can preach. Will you take that deal? If that were to happen to you right now, would you take that deal or not? The the answer that you give determines if you truly have faith or not. You know, if you're wavering right now, then I'm going to question if you truly have faith. And obviously, if you say, no, I'll take that deal, then you don't have any faith. But if, you, if you're questioning right now, if you're like, man, I don't know, that sounds like a pretty good deal. You know, I don't want to go to jail. This is, this is what's happening in the world around us right now. Outside of our, our U.S., you know. Take off your blinders, people. This is the reality right now. Yeah, they arrested a pastor in, in Canada for that. Told you, you know, we're going to let you go. Oh, by the way, though, you have to agree to preach this instead. Literally, they told him, this is the approved message we want you to say. He refused. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many people would be willing to uh, stand against it and stand for Jesus right now? Faith in the earth. Unfortunately, right now, very few would be willing to do that. What are you willing to do? What radical steps are you ready to, 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 to for Christ Almighty? Because faith, I'm telling you, won't come unless you die to self. Unless you make the decision, you know what? I'm crucifying my flesh with its lust, lust and desires. Can you truly say that about yourself? Have you chosen to take up your Christ, your cross? Deny yourself. Follow after Jesus daily. Right? I believe that's what Paul was referring to when he said, I die daily. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing not to err, not to give the flesh urges? Are you willing to not feed the flesh because you're so in love with Jesus? You're so in love with Jesus that you feed the spirit. Which one is, if, if honestly, if, which one do you feed right now? Which one are you feeding? Which one is control? Which uh, is in more control? The flesh or the spirit? In other words, how easily do you fall prey to temptation when it comes your way? To just give in and decide, well, oh, well, at least I can repent later. Right? Or, or does sin make you sick? Does the thought of giving into temptation make you sick? Which one do you feed? 
I tell you the most basic evidence of what you feed is whether or not you have a daily prayer life and a daily Bible study life. Unless, you know, but if you want to tell me, well, brother, I got this going on, I got that going, we all have stuff going on in our lives. Life is busy, 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 especially here in America. Now, I, I, I know, I know of pastors who wake up early in the morning, man, they got a full day schedule. Like when I talk about a full day schedule, I'm talking about fuller than any, any person working in the corporate sector does. And they get up. They they got they got live streams to do. They got meaning board meetings. Uh, uh, they got meetings and meetings and and people to minister to and phone calls to make and and you, they, the point being is they don't stop running until the running's done for the day, whenever that is. But they guarantee the thing that they make time for. Why can they do all that? Because they're such great men. No, why do they do that? Because they make time for God. The time you make for God directly determines what you feed more and whether or not you truly have faith. Because what you make time for is what you love. Don't come to me and please tell me, well, I got great faith, brother. I got great faith. Don't you know my faith? I'm believing. Well, you know what? Faith and believing don't go hand in hand. People believe the earth is flat. Do you call them people filled with faith? People believe in, a, in a, that, that we came from monkeys. I wouldn't exactly call those people of faith. People believe with, with all their heart that the Bible is false. Or so they say. I wouldn't exactly call those people faith filled. Don't tell me your faith is based upon what you say you believe. Because if you're not willing to go through persecution... And you just want out Brother Sister You ain't got faith You have a form of godliness But you are denying the power thereof So what are you going to do about it What choice are you going to make When Jesus comes back When he comes back Will he find faith in you Will he be able to truly say to you As you take an honest assessment Of your life you know, we're nearing uh, the end of the year now. This is already the 14th of December, 2021. That's right. In just two short weeks, two short weeks, the end of the year is approaching, right? Now, I, I believe this would be a good time for you to take stock of your life. I want, I want, my challenge to you is, and you don't have to present it to anybody. This is just between you and God. What I would like for you to do, what I would like for you to do is get a pen and paper out. I want you to write down all the reasons you think you have faith. I want you to write down any reasons why you think you may not truly have faith. I, I want you to write down the reasons why you think Jesus would, would find faith in you if he were to return today. And then I want you to weigh all of, all of this up against scripture. I want you to search the scriptures for this. Well, faith is, and you name it. I want I want you to do that. And you have two weeks to do this. That's plenty enough time to do it. And the reason I want you I want you to really just take stock of yourself. 
Right, I want you to become introspective. I want you to meditate on these things that you write down. Do it before the end of the year. As, as 2120, or 2120, 2021 closes out and 2022 fast approaches. Are you going to make a decision for Jesus? Or, or do you only say that you've made a decision for Jesus? What are you going to do as this year approaches? So, that'll be it for today. So, be blessed. Love you all. And I'll see you again. So, that's it for this episode of Restoring, Restoring Your, your voice. voice with your host, Pastor David. And saying, God bless you. Get out there and be the kingdom.